Lipon, Filiki Filisakrates, that's Konstantinos Argyros in the background, Athinamu. And of course, the song has taken Athens by storm. And now with more lockdowns and additional restrictions, that song has got even a, a more profound experience and meaning. So we've had two wonderful guests so far, and I just want to remind you that we started with the constitutional lawyer who spoke to us this morning. That was Luando Khaso. Um, she's the author of Made in South Africa and, of course, the content curator at Constitution Hill South African Trust. And then we've just spoken to Tondorai Chiyindiko, and he told us all about the Black Art Promotions this evening will be presenting poetry over a pandemic and how excited they are to have a live event. Now, last weekend, I was equally excited because I was going to experience a live event, not just anywhere, but in Teatro at Monte Cassino. And as you know, Gemma, um, who is from Stageworks, and of course, we've got a number of individuals who have been here, Marianthi Panas as well, from Stageworks and the wonderful work that they do. Later on, we'll be speaking to Yato Craft as well. And going through to the theater, it was the showcase of the students this year. We're going to be called, I think, the COVID, the COVID year or the COVID period because they made it work. Just like we've discussed with drama students and other drama teachers and people at university, somehow, somehow making it work. So there we were watching the graduation. It was the celebration of the work and all the students who participated had 10 minutes to put together a presentation well, wow, each presentation, one after the other, blew us away. But one particular individual, he came on stage and immediately arrested us with the content and the theme and the intention and the focus, the embodiment. You know, we're talking not more than just triple threats now. We talk about multiple threats. So I thought this is someone because I know the audience who listens to the podcast and this program is a range of individuals, some still at school, some thinking of studying, some in the industry, some at universities, producers, directors, and I thought this is an insp inspiration. This is someone, this individual really wants this. He's hungry and he's working for it. So I'd like to give a very warm welcome, as they say in Greek, Kalimera, to Mika Stoyakovic, and I would like to welcome you to the program, Mika. Thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. So, um, when I was there the other night, I thought, okay, I'm going to be talking definitely. Let me try and get hold of Mika, and I thank you for making this happen. So, Mika, I would like to start because, like I said, we have a lot of young individuals who are wanting to follow your footsteps and are inspired by you. So, I think this started, I think you must have been a very young, young chap, at school, at home, somewhere that is, it's in you, it's in your, in your body, in your life, music, entertaining, singing, 
performing. Tell us a little bit about your journey leading up to stage works. Share that with us, and then we'll get into the details of your 10-minute performance. Of course. Thanks, Rana. Um, so it started um, when I was about 15 years old. Right. Uh, we have major productions here that we put on. Well, we used to put on at Foy's High School. Right. And the production that I had originally auditioned for was Chicago. Okay. Because um, we were doing that in the year of 2017. Right. And I made it into the production and I was cast as Amos Hart. Excellent. So sure. that was my very first role in terms of theatre or anything in, involving the arts, really. Yeah. Mr. Um, Cellophane, yeah? <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Beautiful. What a, what a role, hey? What a role. And I can yeah. see you playing that with, with real sensitivity. Lovely. Sure. And brave right. for a school to do that, don't you think? Very brave for a school to do. I tried it at, at one or two schools and they said, what? We can't have that? These are, these are still children. And I said, no, I don't think so. But anyway, moving on. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, we've got a, they have a great drama department here at Foy's High School. Right. So, I mean, that's why we were able to put it together, of yeah. course. Yeah. Excellent. Um, and then the following year, I obviously auditioned again because, you know, I finally found something that I'm passionate about, something sure. that I really love and I, I would love to do as a career. Um, so, the following year, I auditioned and I got into A Midsummer Night's Dream oh. and I was cast as a role of Nick Bottom. Oh, lovely. Um, <laughs> The comedic relief in the play, yeah. Sure, yeah. sure. Also beautiful, challenging, not easy, lovely. It, it was a very uh, big difference compared to Amos, definitely, yes. yeah. Yes, yes. Um, and then for my final year in matric, we took a bit of a big one and yes. we decided to do Jekyll and Hyde. Wow. Um, Okay. And then I obviously I prepped, I auditioned, and I made it in, and I was cast as Jekyll and Hyde, which was wow a great experience for me. Yeah. Excellent, excellent. Again, huge challenge. Lovely ranges, excellent challenges over the years. Wonder. I keep telling the drama students, you've got to find stuff that you've never done before, and you think, what can I do this? And you, that's then you know you must do it. Go for it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Challenges, challenges only grow you. Yeah. That's, that's all they do. Absolutely. Yeah. So then, at the end of matric from four ways, what happens then? What's the next journey? What happens? So, it was about a week after we finished um, our final night of Jekyll and Hyde, where Gemma had contacted our director at four ways, Mark Guthrie. Yes. Um, yeah. No, Mark. Excellent. Yes. So she contacted contacted him and we did auditions here at the school um for born to perform right. and a few actually a lot of Ford's kids made it in but myself and jamie now got yeah. cast as uh, a duet couple for the song called whistle down the wind oh, so we, we performed that duet in born to perform so that was our first relation or like in, encounter with stage works right excellent yes did you perform and that last year, that, Mika? Was that last year? Yes. Yes. That was in September last year. Yes. yes. Excellent. And we were there at that show as well. Yeah. Wow. And Marianthi was still here. She hadn't left for her studies yet. Um, yes, yeah. she was. She, she did half a year here at Stagebrooks this year. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. And then thereafter? So, 
after Bond's reform, I had to look for a university, um, obviously in the arts, because, I mean, it's what I want to do. And I decided to go to StageWorks. So I auditioned, I made it in, and this year has been a a wild ride, obviously, (laughs) because it's been 2020. It's been, you know, a lot of what we've encountered this year has been very unprecedented. So, yes. But we, we've made it work. Absolutely. I guess we've made it work in the, in the best way we can possible. Right. So, um, from what I understand, the, the, there was a complete overhaul of the way in which things are done to make it work with the, the distance learning and teaching and, and rehearsing, etc. And, um, you know, Delon, Delon Prince, she has been directing the productions at King David Victory Park, where I'm based. And um, we had Little Shop of Horrors ready. We were On the Sunday, we were having our final dress rehearsal to open on the Wednesday. And then that night, it was the lockdown, and we were, that's it, we didn't do it. But next year, we are going to make it work, just like you guys made it work. So the overhaul and the re-looking. And from what I understand, you guys were given the challenge to put together 10 minutes. Have I got that correct? Explain to us how that worked. And uh, was it a 10-minute um, program or piece that you had to put together? Yes. So the idea for each of our 10-minute slots um, within the StageWorks 101 Showcase was that we each created a concept and a theme for our piece that we wanted um, for ourselves right. Right. to either create our own dialogue, use existing dialogue, um, find different songs that would fit the context of our, of our piece right? Um, and basically build a 10-minute hmm. mini-musical, basically. Absolutely. That's what the objective yeah. is. Yeah, and, and the narrative is there and, it's, and, and the character. So when I, I spoke to Delon and I was sharing my thoughts and ideas um, and I mentioned one or two individuals, but when I mentioned you, she said to me, this is one of those guys who works and works and works and works. There are a number of people like that in the industry or in the world and that I think is the secret Um, and it's got to come naturally not thinking, oh I have to do it you can see, you really really focused there, so I'd like you to tell us a little bit about that work that had to be put in because it wasn't only in terms of the the concept of putting it together the mini musical as you say but physically emotionally psychologically it it was riveting and it touched us so share with us a little bit of those things please so, so a lot of a lot of a performer's job for me personally i believe that a performer's job is 24 hours yeah you always need to keep on your game, meet your own standards, supersede your own standards, um, continue working on your craft and yes. understanding more about yourself, understanding more about your strengths, knowing your weaknesses so you can grow on them, but obviously applying your strengths uh, in what you love. Um, so actually in, in term four, which was our term to uh, put these 10-minute segments together, Right. I was absent for half the term because I, I was sick. I fell sick with chickenpox oh, at the wow. beginning of the term. Goodness me. But sure. I managed to, um, to keep up with what I needed to do, what I needed to get done. So while I was sick, I created this, this concept um, for my piece. And it actually, I was inspired by a Netflix program called Kingdom. It's ah, based on yes. a fight club. 
and a family yes. and uh, sure. their own individual personal issues in life. Sure. Um, so exploited issues such as addiction, drug addiction, um, being gay in a male-dominated yes. world, which is very hard for MMA fighters. Right. Um, so I tried to, while I, I had my time almost off, I tried to keep up with the work that I needed to Excellent. to get done by 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 showtime really. Right. Um, and I I I think it paid off in the end. Definitely, <laughs> you know, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, sorry, go ahead. I'm interrupting you. Go ahead. <laughs> um, so yeah, I as soon as I could, as soon as I got back to stage works, I started. I spoke to Brian Schimmel about everything about my whole concept and my idea for my piece. He he said to me, obviously, it's intense because that's, that's where I like to go when I perform. Right. But we worked on it and we came up with the final idea and we tried to use two different contrasting songs as well. Yes. So one of them was a jazz standard, which was just to show the vulnerability of the character, yeah. the sadness of the character, get a bit more on his own internal conflict. Yes. Um, and the second one was just to show off a bit of vocal range as well as exploit the rest of the story arc. You know that um, I, you may have heard this, but in case you haven't, so in the audience um, there was a gasp because it was so cleverly crafted, Mika, when we realized that it was a relationship between two men. People were, it's, it's fascinating because what kicked in at the beginning, very clever, they all assumed there's this woman um, in his life and there's this, this issue with the relationship and the trust and the addiction. But then the vulnerability and how it hit, it was, uh, you know, th there was a gasp. People didn't expect it. And I thought that is so interesting. It is so revealing. And, and very empowering, really. Um, did you get that yeah. kind of feedback as well? Yes. Yeah, so the first time I had um, performed it back in Stageworks, um, most of my, well, our, our 101 group, we had to watch each other sure. perform our segments. So right. Most of them were quite shocked by that line. And I thought, you know what? The story arc has got addiction, right. a, a coke addiction. It's got a broken relationship. It's got this, this character who's always been in such turmoil his whole life and always gone through such struggle. Right. Um, and you, you see the build of his frustration throughout the piece and then that line hits you and it's like, whoa. Yeah. I did not expect that. So I thought, you know, let me add that one extra little Excellent. punch at the end. Excellent. Was, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Marvelous. So Mika, um, I wanted to ask you, as we come to the end of our discussion, please will you tell us what are your thoughts now for your journey ahead? Where are you looking? What are your plans? Do you have anything? Absolutely. Uh, I'm very excited for what I've got planned. So Great. next year I will be at Stageworks again. Excellent. Um, I'm doing the 102 course, which is basically... It's very similar to the one-on-one -on -one course, but it's much more career-based. Right. So instead of w focusing on assessments and whatnot, I'll be focusing on working on my strengths and my weaknesses. Yes. Preparing for the industry, preparing for auditions and things that I that will basically get me started right. um, with my career. Right. Right. And then after that, hopefully, 
at the end of next year get a job. Yeah, sure, <laughs> of course. But of course, it's yeah. hard work. It's hard work. Yeah, just got to stay focused and keep my head down. Exactly, stay humble. You mentioned um, working on all areas of your skills. So, yeah. Talk to us a little bit about that. Where are you feeling you need to? Because from the from the outside, let's say, watching you, you, you can see that you give everything attention. There's nothing where, where you know, you say, okay, so it's not as strong that with dancing, not very good with singing, but not with movement. That kind of thing. That there was nothing like that. You, it was a, which is why I want to get to the next question or the next statement about. They acknowledged you for that. In terms of the award or the awards that you got in by saying yes. best overall, because you needed to excel in all all avenues. I won't say all three, all of them, all possible. So, in terms of Mika and his his range, where do you where would you say you are working more, or let's say having to do more? You know, you say that people wouldn't pick up um, from the performance that. I need to work on a dancing or vocals or acting, but as the performer, you can't let your weaknesses be seen on stage. First of all, second of all, you will always know where you need to improve, how you need to improve. If you get stuck, you it's you constantly self-assessing and trying to become better at what you do. Um, And it's not it's not about being better than than anyone. It's just about meeting your own standards personally for me i mean i'll I'll never mind be better than someone it's just about working on myself yes and self-growth and self-development yes um so i i do believe my dancing still needs a bit of work um vocals absolutely i mean vocals will always improve as as you practice and you know you got to keep consistent with everything you do in this industry um but sure a lot of the times your audiences won't pick up on your weaknesses because you can't show that when you're Correct. in a performance. You've really worked it, yes, absolutely, yes. absolutely. Um, and and at times, I mean, speaking to you personally and connecting with you, I, I, I hear you and I, and I also totally believe that. And then sometimes I realize being a little bit too harsh, but that's okay as long as one controls that, one's harsh on oneself. Because also sometimes you need to say, okay, well, I did do that well, but that is still, you know, it's it's a yes, bit of a well. Greek thing as well. It's, you're never good, <laughs> never good enough. <laughs> yeah, it you was know, good, but yeah, yeah you know. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a blessing and a curse to be so self-driven, self-focused yeah. on your weaknesses and your, your strengths because you're constantly criticizing yourself. Yeah. Um, which is something that I do need to get a hold of. Like, I tend to, sometimes if I don't do anything that's particularly up to my standard, I'll be angry and upset. But yeah. you know what? You, you've got to learn to control that, as sure. you said, sure. and work through it. Sure. You know, often I'll say to the, the, the students, I'll say, okay, so on, on Thursday we're going to watch everyone's performance because we were recording them. And, and, and I have the comment, Oh God, I hate watching myself, sir. And I'm going, you absolutely, that's why you have to watch. You have to watch and you have to love and want to nurture and care for what you see, that, that person there, because it's you. And if, if you're uncomfortable, let's see why, you know, um, 
And yeah, it's an it's an interesting journey. And like you said, it's twenty four seven. It never leaves. Absolutely. It's like that. <laughs> um, Mika, will you will you say something, please? Sorry, I, I keep coming up with more stuff, and, and we need to end as well. And I want to give you an opportunity to say anything else you want to. But won't you share a little bit about the personal care in terms of what you eat, um, your sleep? Because again, one can observe that. You pay a very, very special attention to that. Health is everything. And as you said, you were ill. That couldn't have been pleasant. But you are healed and you definitely have to look after yourself. So tell us more about that. So leading up to a show, I always like to maintain like very good fitness. Um, I'm a bit of a fitness freak, to be very honest with you. Okay. I enjoy working out. I enjoy keeping a healthy diet. Um a lot of protein, a lot of carbs, especially leading up to a show. And um, when I'm about the last week before a show, I start matting up on a lot of vitamins, a lot of right. um, like anti cold flu right. right. stuff, uh, just to make sure that I don't get sick yes. during a performance yeah. or anything like that. Anything to jeopardize a performance, I try and maintain my health. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Right, yeah. so we've come to the point now where I would like you to take an opportunity to say anything else you want to share with us. Uh, maybe there's a shout-out to somebody or people listening. But from us, we would like to say onwards and upwards, thank you very much for your work. And also, as I hand over to you, won't you remind us in terms of the awards that you were given, that you that you received in acknowledgement and recognition of your work. I think it was more than one, if I've got it correct. So go for it. Talk to us. Yeah, so I, I'd just like to say thank you for having me on the on uh, for this interview. It's sure. been a privilege. Um, thank you. And I would just like to say a huge thank you to Stageworks and Gemma Marinas, as well as Brian Schimmel. I just want to say thank you guys for everything that you've done for me this year. I can't wait for, for the work ahead of Yay. us. Um, and I want to say thanks, obviously, for the the awards that I was given. I'm very humbled for most dance, uh, most improved dancer, uh, the student of the year, and as well as the team player of the year awards. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very grateful and very humbled, and I cannot wait for the future. Yay, that's lovely. Thank you very, very much indeed. Um, and onwards and upwards. And Mika, this platform is here. Anytime, just get in touch and say I'm doing this or I'm releasing that or we've got this show or that show anything at all just a call away thank you very very much thank Mika. You, Can congratulations thank you, so much. Thank you. okay but cheers and thank you cheers. bye Mika Stojakovic and three awards isn't that fantastic bravo do